Call meeting to order. Welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable TV station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public sessions. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioners' meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our QAC website at qac.org live or on QAC TV television channel, Breeze Line channel 7 and in high definition channel 507. Citizens can participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to qac.org slash public comment. Citizens may also email comments to publiccomments at qac.org. Comments received will be read during the press and public comment period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge your presence and by attending, you acknowledge that this session is being recorded and aired. Public and press comments will be taken and is limited to three minutes. If you care to speak, please sign the sheet on the information table in the lobby. Comments longer than three minutes will be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led by the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If you could remain standing for a moment. Uh, some moment of reflection for all of those who are in the path of the hurricane in Florida. Thank you. Okay, next will be approval of, of the agenda. Uh, today's agenda meeting for September the 27th, the regular and closed session minutes from September the 13th have all been circulated for your review. Are there any additions or corrections? No, motion to approve all is submitted. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. Five zero, motion carries. Okay. Thank you for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes in length. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing. The commissioners respect your desire and right to convey your message freely. When you come forward, please speak clearly in the standing mic, state your name, address, and topic of interest. In keeping with the dignity of the office, we ask that all views be kept in a respectful and civil manner. All right, we have uh, Tammy Nyes. Hi, good evening. I'm Tammy Neese. I live at 410 Congressional Drive in Stevensville. I'm in the um, community, residential community of Queen Anne Colony. And um, I am interested in the county commissioners possibly uh, putting into place a noise ordinance for our county. Um, I live in, like I said, in Queen Anne Colony. I've been there for 28 or 24 years. Since 1998, I live next to a business within our community. It's called the Queen Anne Marina Silver Swan. Silver Swan is a mostly events venue, so the majority of their business is weddings. And each year they apply for a temporary tent permit through planning and zoning, and each year they are approved. 
which is fine. I knew I bought a house next to a business, but the tent is used for their bands, their DJs, basically their music, and it does little to contain the noise. So it's a daily occurrence that I can hear noise. Well, I wouldn't say daily occurrence, but when there's an event, I can hear it. Um, right now, the only recourse I have is to ask them to turn it down. That doesn't have to be followed. They don't have to turn it down. If it gets out of control and I call the police, I'm told, sorry, there's nothing we can do but ask them to turn it down. If they turn it down, that's great. If they don't, I have, they can't enforce anything. Um, so it's very frustrating because it affects my quality of life. And uh, I enjoy this county. I love my home and I, I would like to enjoy it peacefully. In 2018, I had a mediation meeting with planning and zoning and the then director, um, Michael Wisnowski, and he had provided me with um, some documents or a document that was prepared by Stan Kosick on noise ordinances. And I've made a copy for all of you. If I'm permitted to distribute it, I can give it, hand it out afterwards. But basically it talks about the purpose of this noise ordinances um, form, the findings, their analysis and recommendations to the county commissioners on possible ways to enforce noise. Specifically, I'm looking at, um, I know they were talking about it might be difficult for an entire county to implement a noise ordinance, but possibly for targeting specific medium and high density residential zones, as well as some, some mixed zones. So I would just ask that if you have not seen this, if you could please review it and take into consideration a possible noise ordinance for our county or for the highly dense uh, populated areas of our county. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank Can you. Can I hand you, this to yep, you? Yep, right over there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm assuming that's all. You don't ask me questions, right? Yep, that's right. it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Anybody else for press and public comment? Anybody online? All right. That'll close press and public comment. About the noise Okay, commissioners, uh, next on your agenda is a proclamation for um, Suicide Prevention Month. Hi there, good evening. My name is Lauren Weber. I'm the Vice President of Philanthropy and Education at For All Seasons. Each October, we put together a suicide prevention campaign called No Matter What You Matter. You know, here in Queen Anne's County, there's a particular interest um, with the Bay Bridge. You may have seen the article that came out recently. I think it was in the Washington Post about the Bay Bridge and, and suicide attempts that, that occur there. Um, what we do with our No Matter What You Matter campaign is we ask people here in the midshore and anywhere that reaches this message to ask, listen, and share. That's to ask if you're doing okay. Listen non-judgmentally and um, then share the resources for people that are struggling to get the help that they need. So this evening we've submitted a proclamation request and we, um, will that be read tonight? Yeah. Okay, you, you all will read it, right? Not mm -hmm. me, okay. Um, this is my first time, so thank you. Um, what we are hoping is that we can shine a light on the issue of suicide. We've been crunching some numbers available to us from the Centers for Disease Control and finding that double the number of homicides 
lost by suicide each year. And that, that, that number was in 2020 when homicides was at an all-time high in the United States. Not all-time, but you know, in the past recent history. So we know it's an issue. It's risen 30% the suicide rate in the last 20 years. It continues to be an issue. And in an era of mental health crisis, this is something that's really affecting everyone, really specifically our teenage populations. And um, that's the purpose that we shine a light on it each year. So do you have any questions for me? Do you have any numbers? Yeah. Statistics you could? I do have the, can I grab my phone? Sure, yeah, okay, absolutely. <laughs> so in the United States in 2020, and it's actually part of the proclamation that we will read out loud. Um, let me pull that up. Over 49,000 folks were lost to suicide in the United States. Let's see. I'm pulling it up as quickly as I can. Do you have a copy of the proclamation? Yep. Um, so in there, it talks about the number of folks that were lost to suicide and the, um, the most recent statistics. So we'll read some of those out loud. We have um, one in five mid-shore teens. So right here, and this is according to the Youth Risk Behavior Survey that the CDC could, um, partners with local school systems to do. One in five mid-shore teens in the last survey, which was 2019 reported experiencing and contemplating suicide and um, a number of them acting on it even if they didn't they weren't quote unquote successful in that attempt so it is here and it also coincides so i see our purple uh wreaths here and outside there's a lot of interplay between substance abuse disorder and depression anxiety and ultimately suicidal intent so what are um if people are seeking some resources where do they go numbers to call website to go to absolutely well you may have heard of 988 is that so i'm seeing some that is newly uh, a new resource throughout the united states that you can call just like 911 if you're experiencing mental health crisis here locally um, for all seasons operates a 24-hour crisis hotline um, and that's in the proclamation but i'll read it out just for anyone that's um we have a number of them so you can call in um, English and in text in English. Um, I'm so sorry. I had my brochures, but they didn't come with me. One second. You can also go, while I bring this up, you can go to forallseasonsinc.org and it goes right over to it. And also, no matter what, youmatter.org, you can go right over to it as well. Um, our 24 hour crisis hotline in English is 410. 829-6143. In Spanish, it's 410-829-6143. And you can text both of those numbers as well, 24 hours a day. Okay. Very well. Thank you. Stevie? Stevie's got the proper. Sure. That's it. <coughs> Are you ready? This is long. Whereas in the United States, one person dies by suicide every 11 minutes and is the 12th leading cause of death overall. And in Maryland, suicide is the third leading cause of death for 10 to 34 year olds and the fourth leading cause of death for ages 35 through 44. And even though most of these deaths are preventable on average, one Marylander dies by suicide every 13 hours with more Marylanders dying by suicide than by homicide every year. Whereas 
45,979 people in the United States, including 585 in Maryland, died by suicide in 2020, and whereas suicide affects us all with each death by suicide affecting an average of 115 people, and in 2010, the combined medical cost and work loss costs of suicide in Maryland were determined by the Centers for Disease Control to equal $586,391, or an average of 1,000, excuse me, $1,168,110 per suicide. And whereas the 2019 Youth Risk Behavior Survey conducted by local school systems in conjunction with the Center for Disease Control revealed that at least one in five mature teenagers aged 14 to 18 had seriously considered attempting suicide in the 12 months prior to the survey, with 25% reporting symptoms of depression and rates of attempted suicide amongst mature teens having risen 41% over the past decade. And whereas, according to the Center for Disease Control's Adolescent Behaviors and Experience Survey, 37% of students in public and private high schools reported that their mental health was not good most or all of the time during the pandemic. And whereas, as reported by Brown University, nearly four times as many adults report experiencing depressive symptoms than before the onset of COVID-19 pandemic. And whereas the World Health Organization released a scientific brief, brief in 2022 reporting that global prevalence of anxiety and depression increased by 25% in the first year of the pandemic, and that anxiety and depression are leading precursors for suicide. And whereas many individuals experiencing mental health symptoms, suicidal thoughts and behaviors, or who die by suicide never receive effective behavioral health services for many reasons, including the difficulty of accessing the services of healthcare providers professionally trained to reduce suicide risk, the stigma of seeking behavioral health treatment and stigma associated with losing a loved one to suicide and urges all uh, citizens to support the development of accessible behavioral health services for all citizens of our county in an effort to reduce the risk of suicide and mental health challenges for people of all ages and backgrounds and recognize suicide as a significant public health risk and to declare suicide prevention and mental health support a priority. Now, therefore, we, the County Council of Queen Anne's County, do declare the month of October, no matter what you do matter, Suicide Prevention Month, and urge all citizens to actively work toward the prevention of suicide and reach out to one another and ask, are you okay? Listen without judgment and share vital resources to promote an inclusive and mentally healthy community. Given under our hands and the great seal of Queen Anne's County on this 27th day of September, in the year of our Lord, 2022, by the Queen Anne County Board of Commissioners. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming forward with that. And I think, you know, people need to remember, while suicide risks affect adults and the youth, 
the youth have a different outlook, right? So the adults, we have the benefit of perspective. We've seen how life can have ups and downs and get better. The youth, they live in that moment. So, you know, make sure that you're, you're talking to your kids to, to see how they're doing and asking them to check in on their friends. Yep. Thank you. <clears throat> and we'll mail this to you if that's okay. Okay, commissioners, next on your agenda is Mr. Woolley. Um, he's going to do an update on giving the EDGE Foundation. Figured I know we're on kind of a tight timeline tonight, right? Yes. Um, make sure those copies, I'm just going to read through because it's been an absolute sprint since we last saw you. Um, so there's plenty to cover on this two-page document. Um, the foundation is alive and well. Um, I can tell you that um, Colleen and I have just been, when I say it a full sprint, it's, it's been a full sprint, truly. Um, the effect, basically, since um, coming to you last, um, we've expanded it exponentially within the school system with our positive behavior incentive program, going just since we saw you from one school to five schools last semester, and then currently about to be in 10 to 12 schools this semester. So that is kind of a, a staple um, effort for us at this point is to make sure that um, the entire school ecosystem within each building has a way to kind of live and breathe. Um, we mentioned, I think last visit, where the principal can nominate a kid, a kid can nominate a principal. Um, it's totally interchangeable as far as how that ecosystem should um, live and breathe and just recognizing positive behavior all along the way to make sure that that school building is a positive place, not just for the kids, but for the entire uh, student and staff. And that's been very well received, as you can see, uh, expanding from five to 10 schools here in the fall. Um, we picked up several North uh, County schools, which typically, since we piloted this program at Ken Island High School, we kind of naturally grew within the Ken Island uh, area first. That's where our home base is, but seeing that the other schools up north have taken taken us on is very encouraging for us um, obviously i think that spurs from last semester being able to conduct some field day operations for some of the schools up here just to kind of get our name involved with um, operations and again it's um, something that we take a lot of stress off the off the school to do that for those field days right you know people are talking staff burnout is the live and it's it's very real so you know what better way than for us to step in and say we have the day covered. You guys take a breather and uh, let us conduct, you know, as much fun activities we can um, for you. So uh, it's very well received, and that's kind of the migrating north um, as a result of those efforts. So as we go down there, the field day, five schools in the spring of 2022 facilitated 24 activities. And forgive me, I'm going to fly through this because it's a lot, and I know we have short time. Served 2,300 students. Uh, also encouraged 41 volunteers coming from both of the high schools to step in and participate as active volunteers for those um, middle and elementary school field days. Partnership with Not My Child to create an Orange Meets, shirt, Orange Meets Purple Shirt um, initiative. In the past, we always gave out Win the Day t-shirts to all the student, all the staff, became a unified effort on field day to look the part. So they were always very excited to be able to don those shirts. We've always picked up the bill to be able to support that. Um, the thing that we did this year, instead of just putting anybody's sponsor of a company on the back, we thought that it would be way more impactful to look at bringing a Not My Child or someone that brings that purple 
meets orange initiative into play. And obviously here as we are within the purple uh, month of recognition, um, in hindsight, it's, it was a huge move in the positive for us to be able to bring those two together. And now those shirts are, you never know the design if it's gonna hit well, but it hit super well. So kids and people are just wearing them all around town. So it, it shows that the initiative really uh, was impactful. So um, looking beyond that, it looks like we'll move to eight schools in the spring of 2023. Um, we initiated a captain's leadership program at Kenallon High School as a pilot program. Um, all, the, all the school uh, athletic uh, teams have captains, obviously, that are nominated by their teammates. Um, they were lacking a roundtable discussion at the high school level since before COVID. And I knew that being a coach at the school, it was just something that was being missed at the school level. Um, so we had a, a, a parent step forward with us, a, a girl that I went to high school with at Kenan High School, um, many couple decades ago now, <laughs> but um, she stepped up with an initiative. She has a great leadership platform to work with and we easily instrumented a 30, 40, 45 kid effort coming weekly um, in the spring. So we were able to meet with those kids, start to cre create dialogue around leadership, and then with an ultimate goal that hopefully those kids will look to mentor younger kids within the idea of leadership and what they're learning at the, at the high school level. Ultimately, that's the pilot program at Callan High School. Last semester was done very well. We've already started this semester with uh, 35 kids roughly attending. Um, outside of the school day, difference between last semester and this semester, they were inside the school day with a 20 minute early exit from class to be able to come. So we were wondering, was that the incentive that they wanted to get out of class to come learn about leadership or just get out of class? Well, this year now we're going into a 7 a.m. prior to school and they're still showing up in droves. So the content is very real. They're, they're acting the part, they're listening, they're learning, and they're really interacting well together. So a huge bonus for us um, in, in putting that um, program into play. Supported uh, partnering for youth summer camp, um, the director of our operations here, Colleen, assisted in creating content, hiring, and training. Uh, that was a quick turnaround with PFY. They were lacking an after-school after or an afternoon summer program that had tagged along with their academic efforts in the morning. So Southersville, Graysonville, Churchill, we were able to come in and provide physical activities in the second half of the day um, for their four-week program, and it was like a crash course. We hired 10 people on Friday, trained them Monday of the following week, and got them out there uh, the following week to start programming. It was just a home run for us with being able to get up north and do something really impactful to make sure those kids had physical activity built into their uh, summer program. So that's uh, moving along community partnerships, really trying to do an outreach effort to make sure that not just those 36 or 41 volunteers from the high school kids come to field day, but also connecting them with other people in the community that need volunteer support for uh, whether they're running a, a 5K event or anything of the like that uh, Chamber of Commerce may have an event where they need volunteers, so on and so forth. There's always need to get these kids involved. Um, so we're creating a form that online within our website, they're able to easily navigate to, make sure that they get involved and we're just connecting the dots there and it's seeing a lot of kids come out of the woodworks um, to be involved in things that they otherwise wouldn't have the connection to, to do. Um, moving on to the second page, um, you know, it's a quick comment there. If we're going to teach them how to be a community leader, then we need to give them opportunities to do so. We can't do it all, but we sure can listen to what else is going on in the community and make sure that these kids have a connecting fiber to get involved, collect their community service hours, and ultimately become better people as a result of just engaging and, and plugging in. Um, I can say for sure that um, Mr. Kenna down at Kenna High School is very much in the mindset that 
no matter what the kid's involved with, as long as they're involved with something, it's absolutely gonna affect them positively in the way of their academic career. So that's kind of our backdoor effort is, hey, whatever we can try to get you involved with, whether it's this community leadership or any volunteer efforts, that's what we have to do. We, we feel a calling based on the heels of what you guys just read. We know it's important. Now is the time. We cannot overlook that. So connecting them to those things are absolutely essential. Something near and dear to this panel's um, position, the eSports and drone program that you guys um, were able to connect with us on. Uh, we have gone and purchased all of the equipment to, uh, to launch that program. Um, we are currently in talks with PFY to establish the drone program that will matriculate out to be a um, certificate program to get a drone piloting license. So those kids coming through the middle schools can ultimately get a, a license um, to fly the drones and become um, employed coming right out of high school without any you know, career path. Essentially, there is a certificate program that comes along with that. So that is alive. We are working through um, how to make that happen here in this semester. We don't know that it will kick off in the fall here, but we are absolutely doing everything we can to try to do that. Um, ultimately, the second part of that was the high school teams are looking to do esports teams, right? So using our facility to come in and use the equipment that we just purchased to conduct virtual coaching um, to become potentially able to gain scholarships for being a drone, or not the drone, but uh, esports player for NCAA college scholarships. So. That was something that you guys had before you um, in the summertime. It's come through, we've conducted, we've got the equipment, and now we're looking to start the programming. Uh, last but not least, Win the Day Essay Contest is back, relaunched and expanded with sponsorships from local businesses to support scholarships for winners. Winners will be selected based on their means of winning the day. Same theme, carry it forward. Not just the athletes, every kid in the building has something that they go home and are proud of. We wanna hear about it. You go home and take care of your little brother or little sister before mom and dad get home from work. I want to see that in an essay. If that's what makes you tick and makes you excited about winning the day, you don't get a region championship jacket. You don't get any of those other things. But if you go and win this essay contest, we'll be sure to make, make it known that you are absolutely part of doing something bigger than just yourself. Um, that's kind of my quick run through the sprint. Um, and if you have any questions, please, um, do we have any time to take them? Yeah. So is that all you're up to? It doesn't seem like very much. Uh, well, we, <laughs> I, let's just say I do the foundation with Colleen throughout my normal business day, and you know I'm not on payroll or anything like when that. Was, when is, was the last time you were in front of us, Bobby? Uh, a few months back. I can't even remember oh, the date. You've accomplished all this in just April, a few May. Months. I think it was May. Yeah, it was, May, yeah, May I want to say. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's beginning of the summer. Yeah. So, uh, the, so it, what's it, so the so the 41 volunteers that you had for that field day. And you said 36 of them were Kent Island and Quinn High School students. Um, how were they incentivized to get involved in the program? Incentivized? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think they a lot of times. I mean, they get their community service hours yes. they need for graduation? Yeah. Okay. Step one, they, I mean, there are, uh, I think, a cohort of kids that are looking for opportunities at all times. You know, when you look at 41 compared to two student body as a whole, it's not really a huge number. You know, for us to pull larger numbers looking ahead with that volunteer form, I fully believe that that number is gonna just jump off the charts. You know, and those kids what, are looking for and it. And then one other question, uh, the, the captain's leadership program, um, and, you, and you put this, this was captains for, for the different sports teams and, and, and it was an educational thing for them how to be good leaders. And so who, who actually put that on? 
So we met with a, the, Katie McGrath is the mom, she has a teacher, or she, she was a past teacher in the county, but she is now has a child in each of the levels, elementary, middle, and high school. So she's got a really good sounding board to kind of the needs within each of the schools. Um, she had a calling in her heart. She, um, she comes from a leadership background. Um, I knew as a connective fiber to the high school that they had that missing part of captain roundtable discussions uh, since prior to COVID. So we knew that there was a group of kids who were already essentially put in leadership roles, whether they are great leaders or not. Mm -hmm. um, they need that, you know, get together, let's hash out maybe some issues that might be happening in the school. Ideas that are working for them. In the mm -hmm. school, on your team, at home. The conversations evolved immensely. So over the six weeks that we had them last semester, it just gravitated. So now we're working into a DISC uh, assessment for this semester to really try to teach them who they are, right? And make sure that they can connect better with each other and obviously their student body as a whole. So yeah, that, that was something that was kind of a vacuum that was missing. We knew that the void was there. We stepped in immediately and obviously like a godsend, Miss, you know, Miss McGrath stepped in and I've known her since I was a kid and she was the right person. I'm telling you like, the right person to connect with these kids. So, so how do you keep it fresh, Bobby, amongst the kids? You know, I mean, if you've got the same set of captains year over year through the school and the different programs and all that, basically you're gonna come in there, yep. you gotta keep it fresh so they're not hearing the same stories, talking about the same sure. things. Sure, I mean, and that's part of a, a current uh, conversation that we're keeping alive right now. Since we only had them for six weeks last, last semester, um, we barely scratched the surface, right? As far as leadership content, I mean, you could go on for, for years with, with, you know, conversations. So, we feel as though there's, a, there's plenty of depth within content that we can deliver. It's a matter of basically picking the hot topics based on what we're hearing from those kids at the school level, trying to relate real terms of leadership within what is current topics, and then kind of taking it from there. So it should ebb and flow with kind of the, the transitioning of potential hot topics. Um, so when you're saying hot topics, the world around them, the world just in yeah, the Yeah, on the team, or? it's their team, it's their school, what they're living at home. I mean, they opened up, I mean, beyond what we expected to kind of really deliver us some feedback that, you know, all right, let's grab a hold of that, let's dissect it, and let's look and see how it relates to everybody in the room, not just to you. Um, so that was very eye-opening. Now we're looking at how to basically lesson plan from what we learned last spring and really put together an eight-session content deliverable for fall that does give variety obviously from what it was to then what a full school year can look like ultimately it doesn't stop with the athletic captains we really want to expand that to you're a captain of the football team bring a friend that could be unaffiliated from anything and also taking uh, teacher nominations from the general classroom hey you show leadership qualities in the classroom i want to recommend that you go and you know sit into the this leadership uh consortium you know basically get in with that group and just start to dive in with each other so it doesn't stop at the captains we knew that that was a direct in that was missing at the time and it obviously proved fruitful we ultimately would like to expand that out to a bring a buddy you know let's make sure we're all getting better together so amazing other, other questions? questions good work bobby awesome job yeah, sir hey yeah just Keep getting started outstanding thank you and make sure you submit your uh, your request for the next budget cycle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When does that uh, kick off? Uh, we'll probably do that what? January. January. Commissioners. We can get with Margie on that. Okay. Yeah, would it be able if we get a picture with Ms. Weber and Mr. Collins with the proclamation? For absolutely. Thank sure. you. Yep. Good. Got it, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Yep. <laughs>
Commissioners, the next item on your agenda is a hearing on County Ordinance 2202. Patrick, how are you going to have a look? It's tab 7. Tab 7. <coughs> Freddie? Yes, sir. Yes. This is a public hearing being held by the County Commissioner of Queen Anne's County, September 27, 2022, at 6 p.m in the County Commissioner's Meeting Room, Liberty Building, 107 North Liberty Street, Centerville, Maryland, to receive public comment regarding proposed County Ordinance Number 2202, a bill entitled An Act Concerning Recreational Vehicle Parking in the Waterfront Village Center Zoning District in Queen Anne's County for the purpose of providing for the temporary overnight parking of recreational vehicles in the Waterfront Village Center Zoning District, accessory to a bona fide fraternal organization, regulating and restricting such use and generally dealing with permitting and regulating overnight parking of recreational vehicles in the WBC Zoning District by amending sections 18.126 and 18.153 of the Code of Public Local Laws of Queen Anne's County. The proposed ordinance received a favorable recommendation from the Planning Commission at their June 9th meeting. All persons who wish to comment on the proposed ordinance may do so at this hearing. Speakers are limited to three minutes each. Written testimony of any length can be submitted on reported day date to the County Commissioner's. Copies of the proposed ordinance have been available at the County Commissioner's Office, 107 North Liberty Street, during normal business hours. All hearing sites are accessible to individuals with disabilities. Sign language interpreters and assistive listening systems are available. For the record, the proceeding will be a certificate of publication indicating that notice of tonight's hearing was published for three consecutive weeks in the Bay Times, Record Observer, newspapers of general circulation in Queen Anne's mm -hmm. County, as well as the recommendation of the Queen Anne's County Planning Commission and the citizen sponsor text amendment that initiated this. I didn't see anyone who had signed up. No, no public comment. Is anyone here had any public comment? Anyone online? No one You got one there, You got one coming up. Oh. Stay at the mic. Name and where you live, please. Jeff, Jeff Smith, Ken Island Yacht Club. I just wanted to say I appreciate your consideration on this, and hopefully with the unforeseen delays we've had in the past, you may be able to vote on it. And thank you for your consideration. Thank you. 
Anybody else? Honestly, if I could bring it up, Commissioner, this ordinance has been out there for four months now, and it was a text <laughs> amendment. I, I'm all for voting for it tonight. We tonight. had no, uh, yep. no Agree. adversarial. Leaving it over two more weeks, to, I just think is ridiculous at this Agree. point. So I, I'd like to make a motion to adopt Ordinance 2202. Second. All right, we've got a motion to second. Any discussion on that? All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, 5 0. A long time coming. Commissioners, <laughs> the next item under tab seven is county ordinance 2210. It's the ethics ordinance, and if you so choose, you could vote on that tonight. There's been no additional comments. Okay, so I will make a motion to adopt ordinance 2210. Second. All right, motion is second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay, five zero. That passes as well. Okay, the next item under presentations is Thank Mr. You, Gibbs. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Thank you, Patrick. With the uh, drug and alcohol services, it's demonstrations on how to administer Narcan. Hello. Wow. Hello. Really? I'm Kirby. I just need all of you to fill out the top piece of this paper. <laughs> you guys, you can bring everything up to the table here and set up there if you want. Gary, you can just pass me. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. I don't know what to state. You have to fill out the paperwork. So just all of that, right? Yep, yeah, just, just the, the top, top part. part. Age optional. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go up high enough there, do they? <laughs> yeah, I don't see that one on here. Steve, you're in trouble. <laughs> Would you guys like to? Oh, come on. sign it then you get it if you don't sign it then you, do. no, you don't have to sign it that means they're, they're giving it to you to take with you to use oh, after no, you no, learn no. the training they're not going to administer what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> they're, they're not going to make you overdose then you're getting it back this you're, is a family show you're getting trained all right <laughs> no 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 this is uh, just one she's a new hire yeah. 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 if you will be i know what you're thinking that's why i'm not administered to you i got it all not me. If you got a sign to receive it, you're going to call this meeting to get Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, this will probably be one of the quickest trainings you've ever received. Okay. Um, this is the kit that we will give you. First, you know, if you don't mind, you might want to tell the public, because some of them may not know this, what this is. What it does. Yeah, you really does. should do the... It, this will reverse the effects of opioids. If someone ODs on opioids, well, chances are you can use this and bring them back. 
it has been proven to work. And it would save the lot of soon after lives. an overdose, could you, what's the window of time to administer it? The, well, she's going to go into that okay. the presentation. But in the kit, there's going to be two doses of Narcan. There's going to be some rubber gloves, mouth shields, but we don't advise you to use these because, first of all, with the rubber gloves, you should always use rubber gloves. You should never touch a person that you think, you know, is overdosed. Because? Because the opioids will go through their system and can go right into your pores. They've had nurses that have died. Police officers. Police officers from just touching them with their bare hands. The mouth shield, like we said, we don't advise you to use that, but it's in the kit anyway. Um, and then we have the Good Samaritan Law here, meaning that if anyone, well, it doesn't really apply to you guys, but if anyone is like using within a group of people and someone overdoses in the crowd, they may get afraid and not call the paramedics or the police because they're scared of getting locked up, but they will not get locked up for saving someone's life. So now Kirby's gonna demonstrate, gonna talk about how to use it. Okay, so recognizing the signs of an overdose would be loud snoring, lips or fingertips turning blue, pale or grayish skin, unresponsiveness, a very limp body, shallow, slow, or stopped breathing, and slow or stopped heartbeat. And the first step is trying to get their attention if you see any of those symptoms by firmly rubbing your knuckles down the middle of their chest or like nudging them to see if they come to. Then call 911. You can put them on speaker and they will walk you through exactly how to do it, but you wanna give them the location and the person's symptoms. Um, the third step would be giving the naloxone. It's just like nasal spray. Take it out of this pocket, I mean this packet, stick this up any nostril and push the pink button in like you would squirt nasal spray in your nose. There's only one dose per thing. Um, and then do CPR. After one to three minutes, if they still are unresponsive, you can give another dose of Narcan. Um, and then care for the person if they come to. A lot of times, uh, people that overdose come back and they're angry because you've taken their high away from them. Um, and it's important to call 911 because if you just let them go, they could go back into an overdose within 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, of course, if they don't wanna stay, you can't keep them, right? Yes, but if you have police officers and EMS en route, you can give them the description of the person and they'll try to find them. Uh, and that's okay. pretty much I'll tell you a little story about this and then we'll go. Um, there was a lady who came to our office one time and she was there for something else and we offered her Narcan. And she says, no, I don't know anybody that does anything like that. And da, 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 da. But she took the Narcan anyway. Two weeks later, she was at Walmart in Easton in the ladies room and there was a young girl stretched out on the floor that had OD'd and she had the Narcan. No, so she was able to save that girl's life. You know? So if you're thinking, you know, I may not need this, I don't know anybody that does this, you never know. You know, you can be on the street anywhere and somebody could 
you know. And also, if they're they are showing signs of an overdose, and it wasn't an overdose, it won't hurt them. Yeah, this won't hurt. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So, is there is there a temperature that it needs to be stored at? Like, if we kept it in your car? Yeah, you can keep it in your car, and yeah. No, you can't keep. It you in can't keep it in your car. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You can keep it in your car on a nice fall day. <laughs> yeah, okay. it can't be too hot or too cold. Okay, I'm um, sorry. So really, if you have to, just take them out of this big bag right here and put them in your pocket, your purse, anything, and make sure you have the gloves too. Okay. And somebody out there who's watching who wants to also have it, where, where do they go? Uh, somebody out in the public. If the public wants to, wants to get an uh, uh, you can come to the Queen Anne's County Nielsen Center building. 205 North Liberty Street. There you go. Okay. And we're going to leave you guys 32 cases, 32 sets, because we have so much of this, and it's not going to help anybody sitting in the storeroom. So if you, you all want to just give it away to people or whatever. Okay. Okay. And I'll give you each of these Perfect. two. Perfect. It'll give it to you in depth more on what to do. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have been somewhere where someone has OD. Yeah. Was it uh, Buffalo Wild? You know that. He'd come on OD in the bathroom. Okay, commissioners. The next item would be tab three, our action items. Thank you so much. Thank this you. Is okay to sit here? That, that's oh, fine. Yeah. That's, fine. Work. that's fine. That's fine for now. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Take well care. Well done. Well said. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. Okay. You can just give me a monkey on one down. And you guys can train people on their team. Okay. Okay. Teach the wife when I get Actually, home. you probably trained a lot of people that will be watching on TV. Yeah. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much for doing this. We need this. to come sign our paper now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, the first item we have is um, the Queen Anne's County Economic Development and Tourism Annual Designation Marketing Organization Grant, um, grant from the Maryland Department of Commerce. And um, they received this grant funding from the state annual to support tourism marketing efforts focused on uh, driving visitors to the county. And we have Heather to explain it. Well, I'll make the motion first. I move to authorize Heather Tonelli, Director of Queen Anne's County Economic Tourism Development, to execute the grant documents for the FY23 Destination Marketing Organization grant of $266,324. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion. Take it away. So we are very excited about this additional funding every year. Uh, the Department of Economic Development and Tourism receives funding from Maryland Department of Commerce from the Office of Tourism to help us market to visitors specifically. Um, and, and you can see in your action item from years past, we've received 39,000, 29,000, and when I first started, I think the amount was up to 50. And it's based on a specific calculation on our hotel tax collection, how much we as a county spend out of our own budget for tourism marketing, um, as well as a, a few other um, items. and. For FY or for yeah FY23, our governor allocated an additional eight million dollars specific to tourism, and the Department of Commerce then did their own calculations and allocated Queen Anne's County 
200 and oh sorry I keep hitting the table $266,000 and change uh, to be able to spend specific on visitor marketing um, so we're very excited about that and uh, are currently working on our budget to finalize how we're going to spend that it's very specific it has to be spent on marketing to uh, visitors at least 50 miles out if not more and we develop a marketing plan that we submit to commerce every year that talks about what areas we're going to attract so most of this you're not going to see because we're trying to attract people from outside of our area to come visit. Um, but it's going to be transformational in what we can do. Very good. Fantastic. <laughs> Any questions? No, sir. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Five zero. That motion carries. Okay, commissioners. Item number two, page number seven through 16, is a request from the um, Economic Development <coughs> Incentive Fund. Um, to recommend approval of a conditional loan of $30,000 for the Fox ac Acupuncture and Wellness for expansion of a current wellness center. Can I, before we make the motion, I, I want to clarify, and I'm reading the background, it says it's a loan, so this is not part of the EDI, this is not an EDIF grant, it's a loan. It is an EDIF. There are always conditional loans that subject to them uh, creating the employment that they're re required to create based on their application. So it's always a loan until it's transferred to, Converts a, to a grant if a they grant. meet the requirements. Oh, and if the they government. don't, then okay. they have then their agreements have repayment terms. So we want to do the motion? Sure, I'll do it. I move to approve the disbursement of 30000 from the EDIF fund to Fox Acupuncture Wellness Incorporated for the purchase of furniture and equipment contingent upon a signed agreement between EDIF Commission and Fox Acupuncture and Wellness Incorporated outlining the condition of the agreement and performance of the project in accordance with the application submitted to the EDIF Commission. Second. Got a motion to second. Who has some questions? Um, how much do we have left in the EDIF at this time, Heather? It's approximately $280,000. And we still have one disbursement that was approved waiting for the Eastern Shore Urgent Care. That's in process. We're waiting for their documentation. Where is uh, Fox Acupuncture Wellness located? It is the in business the, the business park, and they currently have 400 and uh, under 500 um, square foot, and they're looking to expand into 2,000 square foot and hire two additional pract practitioners and an administrative person. There's a six-week waiting list to see an acupuncturist. Apparently. <laughs> if there's that much business, why are we in the lending business rather than a bank? Well, they currently need to grow in order to be able to facilitate or see those customers. There's this wait list that they have that they can't get to, so she's looking to grow. And, you know, there was a part-time business where she had other employment and has just started to do this full time and is looking to expand it. So ideally she hasn't been able to go to the bank to get the financing because it's brand new, it's just started. It, they're about a year into it, so this will help them. It's not all of the cost, there's more cost in addition to the 30,000 that she will be funding herself and or getting financing to. I mean, I would think that any business that was basically prospering at that level could stroll into a bank which are dying to lend money these days and I don't think we ought to be competing with the banks personally 
we see differently um, when we talk to businesses that come in. They're <laughs> unable to get financing. It's not as easy. On this ED, on the economic development. And that's what this is there for, Stevie. This is what this, this was here for that purpose, though. I mean, it's to bridge the, the to bridge the gap between someone starting out or uh, expanding and getting to the level where the banks will back them. Because I agree, you you may be able to walk in a bank and get a loan easily, but I'm telling you, I know a lot of people that are going in and aren't getting loans. So is, on the Economic Development Committee that, that decides who gets approved for, for funding, are there lending institution representatives on this board? All of them have been, and not all of them, but several have been worked in the lending institution okay. before. But throughout the time, yes, they've rotated. Right. So, they, so they understand, okay. And they're given more information than what we provide here just for confidentiality purposes. Any candidate is required to come in and give a presentation to the EDIF commission, and there's additional financial information that's provided. And we work with our county attorney in order to draft the, the um, agreement and the loan documents to make sure that- There's a lot more than what we're seeing here. And they're personally guaranteed um, and collateralized. So it, it is a lot like a loan. So the initial request to the EDIF was 50,000 and the EDIF after reviewing it said 35,000 is the request. Yes, because the EDIF only does fixed assets and equipment. It will not finance rolling stock and or working capital. And there'll be um, security interest on yes. the equipment? Mm -hmm. And personal guarantees. I mean, to my knowledge too, since I, I wasn't a commissioner when this was voted, established EDIF itself, but it's been here for seven years now, and we've never put money in it past the initial outlay, I believe. So it's it's not like it's getting abused in, in any way, in my opinion. So there was a small amount transferred from the bridge fund back when we closed the bridge fund. Right, right. but yes. it was like eighty-seven thousand yeah, dollars, something small like amount. that. Yep. That's been, and there's some repayments for some of the loans that did not meet the employment numbers, and they repay. So we've seen some of those repayments come in, but that's the only money since I've been here. All right, any other questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 And opposed? Aye. Although I love Heather. Four <laughs> <laughs> in favor, one opposed. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, commissioners, item number three, page 17 through 19, is from the Department of Planning and Zoning. They're seeking to purchase one 2022 Chevy Colorado pickup um, to be in the amount of 28,200, um, and this is replacing a 2015 Chevy Silverado that is currently used by the zoning inspector, and they have adequate funds budgeted in their 2023 operating budget. Is there anything wrong with this 2015, or is it just it's just got over 200,000 miles or whatever? Do we, do we know? We don't know. Even so, I don't know that they're getting rid of it. This might just be adding to their fleet. I, yeah, I imagine there's probably, it's just, it, it's, so we adding a vehicle so they'll have two to work with now, or? Yeah. And I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. Well, I'll make a motion. I move to approve the purchase of a 2022 Chevrolet Colorado pickup for the Department of Planning and Zoning in the amount of $28,200. Second. A motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Motion carries, 5-0. Okay, commissioners, item number four, page 20 to 22, is um, a request from the health department to purchase eight 
um, Z vent ventilators, and they're actually going to be used by the Department of um, Emergency Services. Uh, there'll be no county funding. It will be actually uh, COVID-19, a grant, F795N. I move to approve that, <clears throat> that the Department of Health purchase eight Z-Vent portable ventilators via Zoll Medical Corporation in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, utilizing state COVID grant funding in the amount of $82,676.88. Second. Motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Aye zero. That motion carries. Phil. High miles. Huh? High miles. That would. Yeah. High miles. I, I'm just, I, I was going to save it for round table, but we're on the subject now, so I'll bring it up. I, I would, I just think that, that if somebody's going to be coming in front of us and asking for a brand new vehicle, that at least somebody either be here to explain a little bit more why okay. or, or in the in the request be a little more detailed information we're just blindly giving I take that back it's not blindly I imagine that they wouldn't be asking if there wasn't a need but we still have that responsibility to to find out um, in more detail so if someone could be here from planning and zoning or whatever next time I think okay, would probably and I'll relay be that message to be able to just answer some questions. That's all. What are right. we going to do with the 2015? Are we going to sell it? Are we going to give it to another department that can use it? I mean, what are we going to do with it? And I don't disagree. And I, and I think feel the same way about this Z toll vents grant or not. I don't know what a Z toll vent is other than the literature they gave us, but I'd like to know what it does and how it's going to help our emergency services. I think someone sitting there to explain that to not only us, but the public is worthwhile. So, in the future, mm -hmm. anything that comes up with a request like this with money, I, I'm with Phil. I appreciate somebody sitting there. If we got a question, we can ask it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, and sir. again, Dr. Ciotola planned on being here, but something came up and he was not able to make it. But even Scott, I would have taken uh, Scott Haas to come in. And I probably in. should have called I'm him. I'm sure he knows him. what it does, or Scott Wheatley. Somebody yes. knows what that thing yes. does. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank I, you, Margie. Okay, item number five is. Um, the FFA is requesting for funding. Um, they want to go I'll, to I'll a conference. Motion, huh? I'll just make the motion. Okay, thank okay. you. Sure. I move to fund the remaining balance of $5,344.60 in support of the Queen Anne's County FFA chapter's participation in the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis, Indiana from October 25th to October 29th, 2022. This is something we've been doing for the last four years, and I think Second. it's a great thing. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. I think they you know, considering we're a strong agricultural community and and, and uh, these kids always come in and give us a, mm -hmm. a, a recap when they get back, yeah. so it's always good. It's money well spent. All right, we got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor said aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Okay, and actually, the rest of them are budget amendments. I'm not sure if you want Nicole to come on Why so many? Nicole she probably could answer that she question. She doesn't like to come to every meeting, so she doesn't put it in, or she comes one meeting every three months. We have eight. <laughs> we have eight. And they're not slowing down. Like, we get requests from the departments almost every day on budget amendments, and a lot is related to grants. Some is capital project cleanup, but we're struggling to keep on top of them. Um, but How yeah, is that, how's that happening, that you're getting so many 
some of it with grant funding is when we do the budget, it's so early that estimates are put in, and then when the final grant awards come in, we have to shift. We some money. have to adjust the budget so that we have authority to spend those funds. So it's simply just a, a timing minute. It's right. just like cleaning up the grants or the projects. That's what probably eighty percent of our budget amendments are. And typically, we're we're overestimating a lot of time it's putting back most 90 percent of them are no county fund additional county funds so right. i mean i guess house cleaning and the accounting side right so i, I think just as important that we are able to explain you know if somebody on the street says well you guys made a lot of budget amendments you guys strike a budget don't you guys stick to it but it's just easier to explain sure. to them what's happening and, and that makes total sense with the way you explained it that some of the things that you guys are, are, are battling with is is the the grant funds coming in and the, and the numbers having to be adjusted so i appreciate the explanation sure, you're welcome. thank you very much and some of it is um if there's an action item that's approved by the commissioners then we follow up with a budget amendment and Hopefully, that's for turf fields right right that's that's mm -hmm. what a couple of these are right so anyway action item number six which is budget amendment cc 45 is the des station 40 mezzanine project yep i will uh motion to uh accept uh Budget amendment CC 45. Second. Any discussion? Yeah, I, I, that one's kind of out of order, isn't it? Oh, go ahead, sorry. Not really. Uh, I, I guess uh, I got a question on the, did we vote on station, this, this mezzanine for station 400? I don't remember that coming in front of us for an action item. This did, is not a recent project, and that's why it's out of order. Um, so this one was completed. So the whole project was completed in FY22. So as we're closing out the year, we've gone through and the project was approved, um, but finance did not submit a budget amendment due to a couple different reasons. One is, although the funding was available, we needed to determine the split between the CARES funding, there was a DES grant, um, there was other state grants. As you can go through and see, there's three separate grants on here and then a portion that's also funded with county funding. Um, so we've gone back and forth working with um, the emergency services department trying to finalize what the funding was going to be. Um, and then part of it was just due to transitioning of responsibilities in our department. Um, so we're, this project is, this amendment is really cleaning up a project that was approved quite a while back. Okay. Thank you. I don't remember it either. Mm -hmm. Any yeah, other it questions? It would have been the 20 that we did it. So. Yeah. Yep. All right, all those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, by zero motion carries. So this is one right here that we just uh, that we just on. talked about. Right, so <clears throat> for Heather's grant, uh, motion to uh, accept uh, budget amendment CC 14. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, five zero. Okay, commissioners, um, item number eight, page 29, is a budget amendment CC15. It's Stevensville Arts and Entertainment Tourism Grant. A motion to accept budget amendment CC15. No additional county funds are needed. Second. Okay. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, five zero, that one goes. Okay, nice. next item is um, nine on page 30 and 31 it's budget amendment cc 16 board of education school roof replacements uh I, i'm going to make a motion but i think i have some discussion on this. A, a motion to accept budget amendment cc 16. second all right motion second discussion 
Yeah, so what exactly did this do? Is, it, is this because they could not get the original project that this was budgeted for done, so they're doing two different projects? I, I was confused when I was reading the description. Um, they have budget authority for both the Bayside and Kent Island roof projects. And that budget authority has been there. Um, I don't have the exact date, but I think it's been there for about a year. Um, but they're moving forward with the projects, and the estimates came in. My understanding is the estimates came in higher than the. Yeah, no, that that, okay, that's my question. I didn't know if they backed off the Kent Island roof project because that was the larger project, and they were rediverting the funds to go do another roof that was less expensive. That's not Maybe my. That's not my, that's not my understanding. It's just. What I mean, do you got? This funding's coming. This additional funding's coming from where? The, so the Kent Island roof project is not being affected by this budget amendment. Correct. So the, ma the majority of the funding is coming from bond proceeds that are available due to other board of ed projects that recently Sorry. closed. Right. Okay. So it's it's like what we do. Yeah, exactly. Money over from uh, yeah. closed out project. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I was so just they're curious. taking money left over from Graysonville. I see. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Certain certain bonds, 2018, 2019, and 2020, to fill in, fill in the remainder that of this the crossover. Over. Yeah. Okay. Well, this isn't sense. even the high school. These are the two elementary schools, right? Right. Right. Yeah. These yes, are just the elementary schools. Right. But the, the high, high school is still hanging out there, correct? Yeah. It's going to be a biggie. A biggie. Yeah. It's in the millions, correct? Oh yeah, in the millions. Yeah. So. Well into the millions. And that was approved, I want to say, three years ago. At least and, two. Yeah. So. At least two budgets. Yeah. Unfortunately, now we're at the back end and it's going to cost. Do we, do, we, who's the, do we know who? Did they settle on a contractor? Not that I know of. I, I think what Are I heard them? is the initial estimates came in double the original budget, right? Probably, right? yeah. Like it was four yeah. and then that's eight now or something like that. But. Okay. Hmm. Right, Any other discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Five zero. That one carries. Okay. Next item is item 10, page 32. It's budget amendment CC 17. It's parks and rec land preservation. Motion to approve uh, budget amendment CC 17. Okay. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Five zero. That carries. Next item is item 11, page 33. It's budget amendment CC18, Parks and Rec Artificial Turf. Motion to approve CC18. Second. Got a motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, 5-0, that carries. Okay, next item is um, item 12, page 34. It's budget amendment CC20, Special Loan Grant uh, Program Funding. Motion to approve CC20. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. Aye. 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 Any opposed? That one stay. carries as well. Okay, and our last item, item 13, page 35, it's budget amendment CC21, housing opportunities for persons with AIDS program fund. Motion to approve uh, budget amendment CC21. Second. All right, motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, motion carries. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. So I press and public comment would be next. There is no press and public comment, no. so we will move into roundtable. 
Alrighty, I'll go first. Um, I asked Marjorie last week uh, to have the health department come in here uh, for the uh, Narcan, and um, I, I, you know, I, it's goes purple, right, Phil? Goes nice. purple. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this for uh, seven years now, and uh, I think that that's naloxone. Uh, I, 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 I want to say that that is helping the situation. Uh, Extremely, I think that that and, and so long and short of it is I wanted the public to see how easy it is to administer it and how easy it is to just even get it, you know, so because you never know, you never know where you're going to be and you run across someone, you know, I know instances of people shooting up and right there in their car on the side of the road and just flopping over and I know, I know someone got saved that way. So, you know, I think it's, it's great for the county. It's, it's, it's great for all of us now to, you know, have it and if, you know, God, Hopefully it'll you know, we, we all get the emergency service noti notifications, and I, I can't tell you, you know, I like to, where I live, I like to see if I can beat them, and three times I've gotten there before the ambulance, for not, not for this, but for other issues, and I just said, well, you know, you never know. So, anyways, I'm glad that they came in and did it. I'm glad that all, everybody here is going to have some of this with them, so, you know, in the future, if we can help save a life, I'm, I'm sure we're all willing to and, and readily uh, ready to do so. Uh, on another note, tomorrow is TAWS. Uh, it's going to be the first time I've ever gone down to mm -hmm. uh, the TAWS event. Uh, Likewise. You know, yep, so it, it, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, don't know that I need to do it more than once, but uh, I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> That's experience, right? Uh, yeah, That's just you want to be able yeah. to check that box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you got to check that box. So. And there's a lot of events coming up. Uh, Friday Night Football, the T-shirt slinging uh, group that we have here. Uh, I think I might sneak it. We yeah. have the, the, the ambassador uh, little get-together is Thursday night, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Thursday night. Uh, so looking forward to that. And I think tomorrow night is the Board of Ed, uh, uh, the safety uh, meeting. Is uh -huh. that tomorrow night at, at, the, at the Board of Education. So there's a lot of things going on, a lot of things for us to attend and, and to digest and move forward with. So that's, that's all I got. I'm good. That's enough. Commissioner Duvenel. So, um, obviously, everybody uh, appreciates and likes to come by and see the Waterman's Crab Basket uh, Christmas trees that they do. They started this two years ago, and then last year there was such a, uh, a wonderful turnout and, 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 and number of baskets that was purchased, they actually had to do two trees. So, um, it's that time of year again. Um, uh, all the information uh, about the costs and, and where to get your baskets, where to pick them up, uh, if you want to buy them uh, and decorate them, or you can buy them and then have someone decorate it for you. Obviously, the proceeds for this crab basketry go to the Queen Anne's County Watermen's Association. Um, and, and a lot of those funds that they gather in their fundraising efforts, you know, are are for uh, promoting uh, the efforts of harvesting um, crabs and, and clams and oysters and everything that the watermen bring to our tables as far as seafood. So it's a great organization, hardworking people, and I think it's just a great opportunity for, for a community to come together during the holidays uh, and express some of your, your artistic skills. Um, I'm gonna give you an email address or a website address. It's the Kent Narrows md.com that's the kent narrows development foundation webpage and they can tell you exactly all the information about how you get uh, a basket 
um, how it's where it's going to cost, when the tree lighting is going to be. Uh, it's a great event, and I'm excited to paint a couple more baskets. There you go. I might even paint your face, Jim. You, you are the with this skipper's cap. You are the. <laughs> it's got to have a nautical theme, so. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So I highly recommend, please support our Queen Anne's County Watermen and get out there to, again, the KentNarrowsMaryland.com website to get information on how to get a basket. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Jack Wilson. So uh, to piggyback on Phil's Waterman speech um, with that, they also have their uh, crab fees coming up October 15th on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, I believe they still have tickets available. Um, so I, I highly encourage that. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss it this year because I'm Gonna be DJing a wedding for friends. So uh, first one I've missed in probably Correct. not counting COVID in a long time. But uh, anyway, also uh, this Sunday uh, is Corsica River Day down at the Corsica River Yacht Club from 12 to four for anybody that wants to go down there and, and enjoy the day down on the water and everything. Um, I wanna thank Margie and Sherry, did a great job tonight filling in. Um, Todd should worry if he's watching, maybe he's taking notes. <laughs> he better be I'm watching. not sure, he, he should be watching, taking notes, that's what I'm saying. Um, the, uh, and, and back to, I guess, the, the first uh, presenter we had tonight about the suicide. I think, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking the whole time she's talking and you know, you try, we all grew up in different eras and, and, and had different, you know, um, distractions and, and our own problems that we went through. But I think the one, and, and I always go back to it, and no matter whether it's, it's stuff that we're doing as commissioners or just life in general, is social media. It, it's become such a violent, vulgar place for, for kids to hang out. You know, I, I almost promote that we just take a day, throw our phones away and go outside. You know, like we, you know, we grew up outside. We didn't have phones. We didn't have video games. We didn't do that stuff. And um, not that we didn't have suicides when we were growing up, but it just seemed like the numbers were a lot less and you just didn't hear the horrible stories like you hear today. So. I mean, I encourage parents just, like Chris said, talk to your kids, know what your kids are up to, but really look at the social media that they're, they're engaging in. Because I, I just, you know, I, I don't try not to engage in it on a regular basis unless I'm posting pictures of my grandkids or dogs or something like that, or for political reasons on a political page, I get it. But um, there's just, I don't know, so much animosity and so much hate out there when you, when you get involved in that. And, and you know, we're, we're teaching our kids that that's normal, is to accept what you're seeing on social media. And I'm, I just can't say enough about the fact that I don't agree with it, and I think it, it has a large part of what we're seeing with the suicide increases and things like that. So, so, I, so real quick, if I may, uh, so our planning and zoning director got back to me regarding the vehicle. It's high mileage. Mr. Moran, so you were correct. Um, and, um, and that they'll either keep it in their fleet or it will be um, given to another department that can be used. So I know our planning and zoning um, enforcement officers <laughs> drive put a, a, lot of put a lot of miles on our vehicles. I just, big county. Yeah, but she uh, assured me that next time, planning and zoning something, she'll be here. Um, Commissioner Wilson. Yeah, the, uh, one yeah. more thing I really just wanted to bring up, and maybe it will become a true roundtable conversation, is the noise and light, or noise and light um, uh, ordinance, whatever, a lot of people are asked for it. I get, I get a lot of calls in North County, which is somewhere where you wouldn't think you'd get calls for noise complaints, but we do, especially in, and in, in the point was made in the very dense areas, the neighborhood areas and things like that. I, I recommend, and I've had enough of the calls that, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, you think we're a rural county, you shouldn't have to put ordinances like that into effect or things like that. But I think it's something maybe we should put together a group. I don't know that we five have time to really digest what the effects would be. But you gotta we, add trash then if you're gonna do it. Trash? trash. Oh, yeah. 
There's, there's locations where people don't, they just pile the trash in well, the yard. Well, may, well uh, Jim, to that point, maybe we need to look at some of these things that are brought to us, you know, maybe Probably not as issues. frequently, but right. but frequent enough to look at it and see if there's some solutions we can come uh, that's, up with. That's not a bad idea. And maybe yeah. put together a group of citizens in the county that have the time to, to devote to look at it, maybe some possible solutions, because again, I, you know, I get it, you know, if you've got a noisy neighbor, you want to do so, I get a lot of calls in Chester Harbor for that, so, I, you know, I. I understand it, and, and I, can't, I know it can be a nuisance, and it's something we should look at. And, and I agree with you on the trash. It, mm -hmm. You know how I feel about trash on the roadway, so yeah, I'm all for that. Believe me, yeah. Commissioner mm -hmm. Stevie Wilson. Hey, when I was a kid, we had to learn to write with charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, <coughs> meanwhile, out there in America, the Fed has decided to fight inflation by putting interest rates up. Mm. And this will have an impact on our nation and in the first and second quarter of next year in Queen Anne's County. And it will not affect the county as much as it affects the rest of the country. Uh, the things that will be hit the hardest will manufacturing, housing, stuff that requires credit. <clears throat> Businesses in the county are not principally credit businesses um, but it's going to slow it's going to slow America down because they cannot get on top of inflation without throwing a kind of fear level into the economy people have to have a much more reserved sense of the future than they have today and that is going to happen in America because it's the only way we're going to get eaten alive by inflation if this if they don't stop it they have to, but it, it is going to be painful economically. It's going to create social problems. And while I'm kind of making a joke of jobs right now, because we have no unemployment in a year, I might totally turn around because at that point, I don't think Queen Anne's County will be affected enough to require that kind of medicine, but you don't know. So anyway, it's just something to keep your eye on. So Thank you. We're going to see. Yeah. All right. Well, I got yeah. nothing. Really? So I'll entertain a motion to we'll make a motion to uh, adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Aye.